Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Talking to Nobody. I'm Zane, and this week I get to interview the real Grammy. As you guys know, if you listen all the way to the end of every episode, we do a segment called Game Time with Grammy, where (laughs) Grammy, really myself, comes in and plays games with the guests. And this week I get to interview the person that I base this character off of, which is my real grandmother, Joanne Ellen Hirsch. Nathan and I take a little road trip to Arizona to visit her and my grampy, and we thought, why not do an episode of the podcast while we're there? So it was really cool to sit down and talk with her about her life and how she fell in love with teaching and musical theater. She's the entire inspiration behind my love for theater and all things music, and it was just really cool to sit down and hear everything she's gone through. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. She is an incredible woman. She's gone through so much in her life and has always had such a positive outlook on every situation. I really hope you guys enjoy this one. We even get to sing a little bit together at the end, so make sure you listen all the way through. Enjoy! Talking to nobody So you want to be somebody This is episode 16 of Talking to Nobody, and it's a very, very special one because this week we have the real Grammy live and in person on Talking to Nobody. So as you all know, at the end, uh, well, hopefully you know because you listen all the way to the end of every episode, we do game time with Grammy every week, and Grammy was a character I created in school in my styles class, and I base it off of this wonderful woman that is sitting in front of me, my Grammy. She has been a very big part of my life and is one of my favorite people ever and I'm not going to cry yet. So, Grammy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's a great honor. Absolutely great honor. Of course, of Mm -hmm. course. Thank you so much for being here. So usually what we do on the show is we start out by talking about your favorite drink, which we usually would be drinking together, but we're not for this one time. (laughs) But tell us what your favorite drink of all time is. Well, I think mostly white wine. Between that and um, uh, years ago, Harvey Wallbanger was yes. one of those. What What and, is in a Harvey Wallbanger? Um, let's see. It's a kind of a glorified um, vodka orange juice. And then I can't remember what the other basic was. Like I say, it's yeah. been such a long time okay. that I had to be very cautious and careful with those. Because so. they're pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one you said the other day? A stinger? 
Oh, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, like creme de menthe and mm-hmm. brandy, yes, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, I did way back when. <laughs> yes, well, we'll have to no, try that. No, it's mostly that. just white wine. White so wine. I mm-hmm. like white wine, too. Mm-hmm. That That's probably my, my favorite. Mm-hmm. And now we do a zodiac sign comparison. So you're a Leo, yes. a bossy Leo, oh, as yes. you always say. Oh, yes. And what is your birthday? August 6, 1934. 1934. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. So <laughs> I will read your horoscope and you tell me if it's pretty on point or not so much. Okay. So it says, being a Leo born on August 6th, you are well known for your positive outlook and side-splitting humor. Well, I don't know about the humor. I think I, I have been laughed at. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, I... Uh, I'm not a humorist, that is. I don't look for funny things to say. It seems like they just come naturally. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're yeah. very funny. I think I get some of my, you okay. know, comedy <laughs> skills from you for sure. You gravitate to the spotlight, yes, as you use being the center of attention to entertain your friends and loved ones. I would say that's pretty true. Well, that was a big part of my life from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you was. were, and and I always felt honored, and I had the kind of parents. Anytime that I had a, a special uh, situation like that or anything that I won, I'd say, that's nice, that's wonderful, don't let it go to your head. Mm-hmm. And they would always, you know, remind me to be cautious and yeah. not be proud or show-offy. Oh, wow. Which, which wasn't always easy. Yeah, no. I was sure. Right. <laughs> well, because you're very talented. <laughs> you have many, many oh. skills. Uh, it says, possibly even more important than your humor is your ability to deal with tough situations in an optimistic and hopeful way. I would say that's very true. That takes work. If I'm well-rested, I do rather well. You know, I just take my deep breaths and th- try to think it through and um, try not to agitate a situation that could get uh, too out of hand. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do work on that. It's mm-hmm. hard. You do mm-hmm. You do great. You would be surprised at how much these qualities help to inspire those closest to you. And that's very true. You, you inspire me very, very much. Thank you. So, Grammy, what is your real name? Joanne Ellen. And I was born Joanne Ellen Basler. Mm-hmm. But uh, my birth father elected to go off on his own. He wasn't prepared to be a family person. So... I had a mother and uh, my grandmother, I called Mima, raising me pretty much alone till my mother married a very nice man mm-hmm. who was um, uh, into riding horses and horse shows and rodeos and who adopted me. So my name changed from Joanne Ellen Basler to Joanne Ellen Muster. Muster. Okay. Muster, M-U-S-T-E-R. And um, we came into a very large family, so I had a lot of cousins, which was a bunch of fun. Um, I went from having a pony that I had to help take care of to a horse with shorter legs than a lot of horses have, so she was called a pony. And I had to help take care of her, clean barns, that was fine. That was just fine. And um, my dad was um, a country western kind of a singer. And I liked harmonizing with him, but I was eventually more being groomed for opera and he said that's okay honey we'll do a horse opera (laughs) (laughs) because I liked harmonizing some of his songs Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah that's probably why I like harmonizing mm -hmm. so much then too Mm -hmm. sure so now let's see Uh, then I had a first marriage that was uh, it, it was pretty much okay we parted 
uh, friendly. It was just that um, my first husband was really a man's man. It was the hunting, fishing, golfing with the guy kind of a thing and not really into being a family person. Mm. But our separation was not disagreeable. And um, <clears throat> the two children from that, um, the man, uh, Richard Hirsch, that I married now for 48 years. Grampy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're Grampy. Mm -hmm. um, raised uh, the first two, and along with the two that we had, together, your Uncle Drew and your mother. My mom. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, and, and we had a great deal in common. We both had our performance things and our music life. Yeah. And um, regular other work as well which um, I'll just answer your questions. But the, uh, those are my names. Yeah, I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. So you said you rode horses. Was that a really mm -hmm. big part of your life? Yes, it was. Did, did you do competitions? Yes, actually did. I had uh, a very few trophies, a couple of blue ribbons, got a number of red ribbons, which is like second place, and that was fine. I just did You just love doing The it. fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or shows, rodeos. Uh, up until I was probably 15, then I got so busy with other things, you know, especially um, the uh, musical comedies and so forth that we'll get into. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty much the horse thing. It was lots of enthusiasm for horses, mm -hmm. and I still always liked them. I just had less time to be involved. And so how did you find your love and your talent for music and singing. Oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> my mother was taking piano lessons from Mrs. Maroney and she would take me along and I uh, told Mrs. Maroney, I said, I want to play the piano. And Mrs. Maroney told my mother, she said she'd give me a trial period of trying things out mm -hmm. and um, see how I would do. And I really took to it. And the book that I studied out of had lyrics with the songs, so I would usually sing and play for myself early on, too. And um, I mostly did well with my practice assignments, except in the summertime when all the kids were out playing. Mm. I'll tell you one episode. I was supposed to be practicing the piano while my folks went marketing, mm -hmm. and I was to get my half hour in. Well, my neighborhood friends came to the window and I took the screen and I had one leg out the door. My folks were coming back <gasps> because dad had forgotten his wallet. Mm. So mother added extra practice time for that. And <laughs> I just right. said, I better, I, I, I better not uh, let you think I'm so pure about everything. You know? <laughs> just, uh, that was that episode. And um, then all of a sudden it, it reached a point where I wanted to be at the piano more than anything mm -hmm. and would sing and play. And then um, <clears throat> when I was 12, my friend Sonia, whose father was a music teacher at Valpo U, decided if I would cooperate, he would give me lessons. Oh, wow. So uh, from age 12 through college, I had Professor Richard Chainbaum, and um, he also gave me a lot of wise guidance as well, you know, in the singing, what he felt I could do well, and what I wanted to attempt that I shouldn't attempt, mm. you know, mm -hmm. so that, that enters in there too. Right. But there was always a great many opportunities to use the music, 
either playing for somebody, which I was glad to do, yeah. or being on stage, which I was glad to do. Yes. I loved the makeup and uh, being a character and all that. In my era, it was mostly operettas for some time. Broadway musicals weren't um, allowed out much in theater because of the touring companies that were always going through. So mm. it was quite some time before high schools or colleges could get Broadway musicals okay. and so forth. You know, which was just fine. So the operetta part was fine. You know, just um, being a little character and getting to dress up and wear a lot of makeup and sing my heart out. Mm. No microphones in those days, but wow. I had developed a lot of power. Yes. And uh, when I told my mom, I said, "Well, my best friends are going out for cheerleading. I want to. I think I'd like to try cheerleading." She says, "You become a cheerleader. I'm not paying for any voice lessons." Mm. So I went out for majorette. Marching band instead. Instead, yeah, and that allowed you to save your voice. Exactly. So, and I remember you telling me that too. Mm -hmm. That you know, mm -hmm. if I was going to be a cheerleader and sing, I had to be really careful. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can bellow from the diaphragm, but cheerleaders get just uh, they get you know. Yeah, excited much. in the moment, uh -huh. and then they start screaming. Horse. So mm -hmm. yeah, the hoarseness sets in. Yeah. What's mm -hmm. your favorite operetta that you performed? If you can oh, remember. Oh, operetta. Um, let's see. I think um, I think it was the one I did in the eighth grade. It was called La Raquita, mm. and it was uh, based in um, guests of a hotel. And there was like this fellow from Washington. He was called Senator Blow, called <laughs> Washington D.C. because you know they all <laughs> are so important and so forth. Right. And it's a uh, it's a story about a mistake. This uh, Miss Jones, Her Royal Highness Miss. It was actually I was Miss Jones, and I was just a, I was a, not an important person at all. But they thought that I was supposed I had come in incognito, and was the real princess staying at their hotel. So they treated me like a princess, which oh. was really fun too. Oh yeah. Well, but um, I did uh, finally the real princess did show up, and I had tried to explain, mm -hmm. you know. A lot of things about it, but um, I went along with that. Anyway, it, it, that was a fun operetta. Yeah. And and uh, were your parents always there? Oh for yes, your shows? all always my family. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. even cousins. You know, some of them just. Uh, uh, I had I had a lot of family support. That's so and, good. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And friends, you know, the friends. Mm -hmm. and so forth. Lots of I always felt well supported that way. Did mm -hmm. you ever have? A dream to be on Broadway or be a big famous star? I, I think uh, very, very briefly, I went through two phases of Metropolitan Opera. Okay. Um, and, or Broadway. <clears throat> well, the opera thing, I liked arias, but I listened to some of them on Saturday afternoon, and when it gets to where somebody is, um, they're dying, and they take about 15 or 20 minutes to die, only singing five or six notes, I thought, that's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the only opera that I really liked that was lively was Carmen. Okay. It was a gypsy, and um, but uh, I had learned the second girl's songs in college, Michaela. She said she had the pretty songs and the high voice. So I did operatic arias, but I never got to do a full opera mm. as such, which is which was fine. Yeah. And then the Broadway things came in and oh my goodness, that just really felt comfortable mm -hmm. to have a chance to be involved, even if it was um uh 
not not necessarily a leading role. Mm-hmm. Did that come in when you were in college, mostly? Um, no, mostly college variety shows okay. for me because uh, I not only was trying to work on two majors, elementary teaching, because I was also born to be a teacher. I was always teaching my cousins things, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I played school a lot, and I thought maybe I'd even just like to teach music the way Professor Sheenbaum did and the way um, Ada Claire Speckman, um, a piano teacher, another, my other second piano teacher, the way she was, mm-hmm. um, I admired the, you know, helping somebody. Yeah. So I would teach things to my cousins a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you just like to be in charge. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I think that probably emerges the strongest characteristic maybe (laughs) just be in charge yes I like to be in charge too Uh so that's probably I get all of it from you it's It's in in our genes yes absolutely Mm -hmm. so what did you major in in college okay uh two things I have uh, my music major and I have my um, elementary education Mm. and um, as far as going on I started to go on with elementary ed, but I had become a family person. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I went, I went to Ball State one morning, and I took this enormous test that I thought was so difficult, but I passed it. However, the first class they wanted me to take was going to be at eight o'clock in the morning. I had J.C. and Cheryl to get ready for school and stuff, so I never did pursue the masters. Okay. No, I didn't get the masters, mm. but I always had um, the jobs and had. Uh, many hours toward the master, mm-hmm. but not the master degree that I would like to have finished with. But um, it didn't seem to matter. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, when Luann hired me later on, I can, I'll get to that when when we can. Oh, you can talk about that now. If oh, you want. okay. Yeah. Well, here was the thing. After uh, all, four of my children were school age. Mm-hmm. I got on the substitute teaching list, so I got the sub. Uh, all the elementary grades and even in the music area mm-hmm. too. And then Luann, who uh, had, um, she taught extremely wonderful dance classes. And a lot of her kids wanted to go perform at Kings Island. So she came to me and she said, We've been for, oh, I, I had had junior civic theater, which I directed. Okay. You know, directed kids in operettas, like Tom Sawyer oh, and yeah. some of the old Gilbert and Sullivan operettas, um, HMS Pinafore. I directed kids in that, so that's how my involvement with all these kids coming to my house all the time, yeah. you know, to practice or just to have a good time, mm-hmm. uh, head for the refrigerator, <laughs> you know, or something. Right. But, um, uh, and she had helped me a lot with the dance because her two children were involved also with my junior civic theater. So Luann came to me, uh, golly, we had been friends for probably 18, 20 years about that time. She said, I have all these kids that want to go perform at King's Island. And she says, will you come to my studio and teach my dancers how to sing <laughs> and so forth. So that's where that came in. I had classes at her studio. She had taken an old railroad um, uh, building yeah. that had become a gift shop briefly and it didn't last very long and had it renovated so that she had three different rooms. I remember that studio. You were there yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gave me the middle room and then all of a sudden I found myself taking the overflow of people who wanted lessons at home. Oh, okay. But I stayed with Luann uh, at her studio and at home for five years and had all these 
openings for the kids to perform, you know, to get them ready. And um, one in particular who now has his own dance studio in Germany, um, I had him for quite some time and he was one of those that called and said, I went to audition for Chorus Line in Chicago. He said, just, he says, just pray that I do a good job. Then he called back and said, I made the first cut. Then he calls back, he says, Joe, Joe, I'm going on tour with Chorus Line. Oh, his name was Lance Hendricks. I'll okay. give his name because yeah. um, I don't know if that'll get out there, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, he, he went on to be a superb dance teacher himself. But that's how I got started there because teachers were being bumped in the school system in Anderson, Indiana. Oh. They were union teachers and they were... Um, it was just not my thing, you know. Yeah. I liked the substitute teaching. I liked so many of the teachers, but there wasn't really going to be, no one would hire me because others really had more um, authority, you know, to uh, be selected to teach. Okay. So this was just a blessing for Luann to recommend I do this because it just escalated. Yeah. And then, so after five years of being both places, I took it all home because your Grampy, my husband, who by the way is a great trumpet player, a great actor, and um, sings and dances his way yeah. into the They're hearts of millions. They're both triple threats, for <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> anyway, um, he was going to take on more hours at Widener Chevrolet, and I thought it might be a good idea if there's an adult presence at home after school all the time. Mm -hmm. So when the Highland Band members come marching into our refrigerator, <laughs> that uh, they don't take a lot of, you know, have a, the freedom of the run of the house. They, there's the adult presence there. Right. And my dad and my husband, took the garage and made it into a really nice studio that you it's grew beautiful. up in. It's beautiful, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have so many memories yeah. in that studio. And so that, uh, I did that from, let's see, probably 1985 up until 2009 when we were going to be spending all of our winters out here. Mm -hmm. in we're Tucson. in Arizona right now. Right. Yeah, Tucson, uh -huh. Arizona. And so rather than ask any kids to wait for me to come back to teach, I was just going to resign altogether from teaching. I might do special things like uh, if somebody wanted to work on a wedding song. Mm -hmm. But um, I just got away. And I miss it. I miss teaching. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I had a good long run. Well, mm -hmm. what I love about your studio is that you have pictures of all of your students up on the wall. They're still there. They're still mm -hmm. there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you've had so many. So, I mean, your business was booming. Even I had one family of three generations. Uh, I had a lot of two-generation people, but mm -hmm. um, the one family of three generations, it was really pretty neat, too. And, of course, the opportunities all over Anderson, somebody was always calling, will you bring your students to... Um, uh, this nursing home or assisted living place or um, Harder House where some people uh, lived, had a beautiful big room. You've, you've sung at Harder House. Mm -hmm. And Vermilion next door. You next sang door, there yeah. With their big uh, piano. And then there's one around the corner from uh, where we live now. And that word got around, so kids were always wanting to perform besides the, besides the recitals and besides... Uh, main stage theater. Yeah, you know, we had that involvement. Yeah, too, so talk so. about that. How did you get involved with with main stage? Oh, let's see. Probably it went back to being an old barn theater on Tenth Street called Geating Summer Theater, and it was just a summer activity. And um, oh my goodness, that's where we did just a lot of different things. Um, 
Dad and I did one called Take Me Along, where we had uh, two of the leading roles in that. And um, let's see. Oh, before that, though, we did civic theater. We had two theater groups, really. Civic theater did um, Maine. And I like the part of Agnes Gooch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Maine. how you met Grampy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was Beauregard. We okay. Had, he had the male lead in that. That's where we first really got acquainted and got going together. Because mm -hmm. you know? he said you were the best Agnes Gooch <laughs> he's ever seen. He still says that to this day. And yeah, I think you've seen the picture. You know, I just had this dowdy coat and a dowdy hat yes, and dowdy shoes you and so glasses. <laughs> and, and I just had this character established where she's she's just a little uh, kind, kind of um, unworldly. Mm -hmm. So Maine sends her out into the world to live each living day. And she comes back pregnant. Oh, you know? yes, I remember and, that. Um, so when I make the entrance, coming back into Auntie Maine's life, and I step on stage, I said to him, I did open a new window like you suggested. And um, he said, I thought I'd better come back. And so she was dismissing uh, all the guys. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, oh, do you think they noticed anything? And <laughs> I got a big roar. I changed the line from what the original Agnes had said. And, and I mean, she's, she broke up. She broke character. She couldn't say her life. <laughs> so that was that part, too. Then, um, let's see. Oh, we did other musicals, but you want me to tell you another favorite? Yes. Unsinkable Molly Brown, mm. because I could go back to being the cowgirl I'd been kind of, you know. Yeah. Was, um, so what is the story of the Unsinkable Molly Brown? Okay, just it's a true story. Okay. It is. She survived the sinking of the Titanic. Wow. And she bullied people into staying alive in the little rescue boat. Mm. They were all hysterical. Yeah. And this is the real story of the real Molly Brown. Well, of course, on stage when you're in a boat that's on um, a cement floor, it's easy to be a bully and to be very brave. <laughs> so I didn't have any problem right. <laughs> bellowing at everybody on that, too. It was a, a musical where I had to mostly bellow rather than sing pretty, like, I ain't down yet, mm -hmm. and fight with four brothers. You know that, and that had to be choreographed because of the cement floor. But I still got black. You still and got bruised, right? I got bruised. Was that challenging for you to sing? Because you were used to singing operas and yes, really pretty. Uh -huh, was that a challenge uh -huh. for you? But you know, when you use your diaphragm a great deal, and if you take care of your throat, mm -hmm. like I've always told you, you don't uh, clear your throat. You cough. cough. That's um, a very important thing like that. Plus, lots of um, hot tea with lemon and honey. Mm -hmm. And um, then I was told apple cider vinegar would help clear. Yes, horses. I've used that. Put that in tea. Yeah. That clears Doesn't horses. taste very good, but so, it works. And having no microphone for that production, oh, yeah. I found out I could be heard clear across the street. <laughs> so I guess it was carrying to the back of the theater okay, you know. Right. But that was a really fun part because Molly wanted, she wanted to refine herself and she wanted to use herself. And this is in real life. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be able to travel and the fellow she married gave her unlimited amounts of money and un unlimited opportunities, you know. Mm -hmm. And so she got to be more refined and uh, sing a couple of really pretty songs too. And um, that one was, that one was just really Oh, that really sounds delightful. I'd love to play that role one day. You, oh, maybe. you would have a blast. You really would. It is It is a blast. It's uh, very, very tiring. 
I would oh, just I be bet. so exhausted. But I loved it because the family was all there. You know, even if uh, your uncle Drew and uh, your mom just were there, they would color. Or uh, if somebody forgot a line, they'd provide, they'd coach us on our lines if we forgot a line at rehearsals <laughs> and so forth. And um, Dad directed the orchestra for that. Okay. He played his trumpet and conducted the orchestra for Unsinkable. And so and you guys kind of took turns doing that, right? Like sometimes yeah. you'd be the lead mm-hmm. and he'd direct mm-hmm. or you would direct the music. Yeah. And, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, we we'd switch around a lot. And um, I had I had your grampy doing King Arthur, and he was a wonderful King Arthur. Mm. And um, I had a lot of beautiful people that loved to work hard. That's yeah. what made the difference in your hometown theater being a quality production or just... Um, something to get involved in. Yeah, so it was mostly for fun. It wasn't really <laughs> oh, yeah. paid. Or, yeah. But yeah, but right. you have to have something uh-huh. to look forward to. Uh-huh. Was, was my mom or any of your kids oh. ever in your shows? Oh, all. all Everybody was, in, including your, your Uncle Bubba, J.C. <laughs> mostly what he liked was helping to build sets. But if there, okay. was, um, if there was like a, a bar scene or just some... We're a tough guy scene. He was glad to come on just to do a little bit of something. But um, your your Aunt Sissy, she had several parts in several uh, productions, like Bye Bye Birdie. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, your Uncle Drew mostly liked drumming. And he did drum for some things. But he was on stage for, um, let's see, what's the one about the orphans, the little boy? Um, hmm. I can't think of that name of it right now. There's Annie about the orphan girl, and then there was um, all the kids that were orphans. Mm-hmm. And he he was happy to be one of those. So was your mom. Where they sing Food, Glorious Food. I can't think the name of that. Food, Glorious. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can't remember it either. I'm blanking but... out on that right yeah. at the moment. You'll have to forgive me. At 84 and a half, all of a sudden, something goes... <laughs> no, but you, I mean, you've Good been one. able to remember so many things. Uh-huh. It's very impressive. But it's because you. you've you've mm-hmm. always taken such great care of yourself. And trying to be healthy is mm-hmm. important. You know, yes. That's, that's, and you've always had mm-hmm. little little tips and tricks <laughs> that you've taught me. I remember you said put an onion in your room and it'll... Mm-hmm. And what does that do? I forget exactly. Oh, I'll tell you exactly. Yes. And I uh, somebody found it online years ago mm-hmm. that onions. You, I haven't had the flu for eleven years. Wow. Because and it has to be the strong Spanish onion. You know the kind that makes you cry. cry. You yeah. Have to have that kind of onion. Mm-hmm. And then um, they absorb all the cold germs and other nasty things, and they get ugly. You should um, cut them in half and change them at least once a week. Okay. You know. But make sure they're the strong ones. If the daily is nice for salad, they're sweet. But get your strong Spanish ones. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural. You know, I like anything that is so natural and found out. Um, actually, I think part of the history of the onion, in the 17th century, a lot of people were dying of influenza. And some nuns who were nurses mm-hmm. put onions on their chests oh. with hot towels. Wow. And a lot of people recovered. And the, the flu eventually did go away so it goes back really far yeah so and that's a natural remedy yes (laughs) do you think that is another reason why your your mother grandma lily who just recently passed away Mm -hmm. that's how she was able to live so long because she took care of herself oh yeah she did she was always on her uh, vitamin and uh, the proper rest business 
Uh, plus, being a newspaper gal, she was really interested in her work. That mm-hmm. did a lot for her. And she would leave, like, housework up to somebody else, you know, things like that. Just, um, uh, I, I, and I think maybe this climate may have something to do with it. The, yeah. They always say that this uh, dry weather is um, supposed to be very good for you. Uh, that may not be true for everybody. A lot of people have problems out here with the dust. Mm-hmm. But... Um, she just said the good Lord decided she was supposed to be here mm-hmm. a long time, but she was still pretty sharp last year, the yeah. last time I got to be with her. And how long mm-hmm. did she live? Till? 103, 103 years. Uh, let's see, she was 103 October 1st, and she passed away the, the next January, this year, mm-hmm. uh, January 3rd. And you guys were very close. Oh, yes, always. She yeah. was my support system mm-hmm. and my... my um, Besides being a cheerleader, she was always the one to keep me humble. Yes. And I, I found that to be really important. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you also have a, you had a brother, right? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was quite a fine musician. His, his uh, main <clears throat> thing was the, the organ. Okay. Just knowing all kinds of organ details. And he played in different bands. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, had uh, a lot of uh, guitars. He could play uh, all kinds of music on but he passed away at age 64, my baby brother. Mm-hmm. But he was my champion, too. He liked going to all my rehearsals. I didn't have to drag him along, but he just he wanted to go, go when I was in school. And, yeah. And, um, yeah. And you've certainly passed along this love for performing and music to your children and your grandkids. I mean, that's, that's why I love it so much, mm-hmm. because growing up, I spent a lot of time at your house uh-huh. and I was always in the studio and you you gave me voice lessons I tried piano for a while and mm-hmm. I, well, I need to get back when you moved it. you didn't have the opportunity much anymore mm-hmm. but um, uh, you also had one of my um, characteristics of taking charge yes. because you took charge of your first two recitals of what you were going to sing mm. and I just decided well of course <laughs> that makes sense and then I kind of pushed you into um, if you remember the one song at Christmas that um, we did a cappella, the Noel, yeah. Noel, which was really difficult, mm-hmm. and you were very young, but I thought, I want you to have that experience, and you did great. You were right with all the other gals, three-part harmony, and uh, I was just really proud yeah. that I put you in there. So, What are some of your other favorite memories of me in your studio oh. and growing up there? Oh, my goodness. Do you have about five or six hours to talk? <laughs> because you and I always got along so well. You know, just um, you were always agreeable about everything we did. And I kept you all day. And even when your mother said you couldn't have your bottle anymore, I decided you could have your your baba. (laughs) You know, I said, that was good baba. That was (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, You were just a a really, really agreeable person about everything we did. And you, in the studio, you were always busy at your little office. Mm -hmm. You had an office in front of the mirror that was on the wall and um, it looked exactly like an office and you wrote so many notes and pictures for me and they're still in all my folders of music a lot of those but you would do the warm-ups with the students and they were fine with that you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes you'd sing along with some of the songs and whenever you were in there once in a while you'd be upstairs in the playroom but we could talk through the heat run you know you'd I remember that Yes. Down through the heat run, mm-hmm. asking if it's your turn, and then you'd come down with your uh, bag over your shoulder that had your music in it, and you were very 
very much the student. Yes, very professional. So, oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that made a special joy. And then Livy, she she went through that too. Yeah, and my little sister could, Livy. When she came over, she loved singing and and she liked performing too. Uh, do you remember the spring recital that um, she she sang um, a, a very short song? And then at the end of it, and had the applause, and she said, and now, and this was in May, and she said, and now I'm going to sing a Christmas song. And your mother gets up, no, you are not, and takes her off. <laughs> she was on the stool, that. she was on the stool singing into the microphone. Her mother came, take, took her off the stool. She, she didn't cry, she just looked so disappointed. <laughs> it was May, and she didn't get to do her Christmas song. Right. <laughs> I remember all those Christmases at the Paramount yes. Theater. Yes. Yep. Sometimes mm -hmm. we would be on the stage in the, it was beautiful the big theater yeah there's seven theaters wow like the paramount in the united states only seven and ours is one of the most exquisitely kept the upstairs ballroom yes where we had some of sometimes uh don volk who was in charge of everything would um if we were upstairs he says i think you better have your kids on the stage because you have so many people in the audience mm -hmm. and i said well of course you want him to come up and and uh look at the uh, festival of trees too so yeah but he said I'm just going to give you the choice so sometimes I took a vote you know of students and everybody liked everything so it didn't matter I said Don just put us where you want us right. so we had both experiences I remember in that 19 years total until I had to retire. Wow. I remember the mm -hmm. room upstairs, and they'd have the Christmas tree competition where every tree had a different theme. Yes. And they were always uh -huh. so beautiful, and mm -hmm. we would take pictures in front of our favorite mm -hmm. ones. And but, you know, everybody would quiet down or either take a chair or just stop while you kids were singing. Which they I would? thought was so, so nice of them. It they'd was. look at things, but the conversation just quit during our mm -hmm. recital. They were so captivating mm -hmm. to watch. Yes. What do you think your favorite recital was? Oh my, all of them. All of them? All of them, mm -hmm. yeah. Because um, they were just, I can't remember ever coming away feeling disappointed. Disappointed. You know, if somebody forgot a word or a phrase, my goodness, that's human. Yeah. You know, if they um, thought they had their song memorized and maybe got some words mixed up, you know, th that's human. And um, uh, almost everybody, I'd have you do the warm-ups as a group, so your voices were working, so it got to be each turn at the microphone, and um, mm -hmm. so I'll just have to say all of them. All of them. Mm -hmm. Well, you're so good at what you do, <laughs> Grammy. I, I just, I had such a wonderful childhood because of you and being in that studio, and I, I wouldn't have chosen to pursue a career in, in acting oh. and, and performing if it weren't mm -hmm. for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you just had a knack for teaching that that's what you were mm -hmm. meant to do that was could i mention one more favorite of course because it's extremely different from molly brown mm -hmm. and um that is when i th i thought i had retired and i was just going to always be in the audience and then i thought it might be fun to be a second soprano nun and just to get involved in sound oh music. yes yes mm -hmm. well the director here i was 77 years old and i hadn't done theater Oh, number of years, you know. Mm -hmm. But I thought it would be just kind of fun to have that involvement. She said, no, think Mother Abbess. I said, well, 
I'll tell you what, let's see who comes in for auditions, and I will not be offended if uh, you choose somebody else, mm -hmm. because um, I said, I think I could do it, but I don't know if the old voice would hold up. But, um, so I, I went and auditioned like everybody else, and I told her, I said, I will not be offended. I'll be very happy to be a second soprano nun. Uh, that was on a Saturday. It happened to be my birthday, my 77th birthday. Sunday morning, I get a call at 7 a.m. Mother Abbas, rehearsals start Monday night at such and such a time. And I thought, somehow or other, I will do this. I will ask St. Cecilia to help me. Mm -hmm. I'll do all the right things to keep my throat. And it held up. And I loved the part. It was so subdued. I mean, Molly was wild yeah. everywhere. This was reverent and subdued. And of course, I am a Catholic lady. I love the church. However, I believe that all Christians are, are very Christian. Mm -hmm. And that we all have different areas where we approach the Lord. Yeah. And Catholic means universal, so we're all Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the way I put that. Mm -hmm. you know? But one of my best friends is a Jewish lady who was a wonderful actress. Mm -hmm. And she came up to the stage and she was crying. She was so proud of my Mother Abbas yes, performance. And uh, this is an Orthodox Jewish lady that's been my friend for half a century. So, mm -hmm. so I'm. You united us all with I your hope. performance. You did, and I didn't get to be there physically to see it, but I mm -hmm. got to watch the video, and yeah. and I cried. I you made you us did. all cry because you're just an amazing woman, Grammy, well, an amazing performer. Now, see, that's a lot to live up to, and all my relatives that are gone are all saying, "Don't let it go to my <laughs> head." Mm. But I think that is the fact my greatest joy is having involved my family. Yes. And sharing all this and the fact that you're carrying on, yes. you know, going on and doing the best you can, knowing that it isn't always going to be fair, but you, just, you give it your best shot. You mm -hmm. just give it your best shot. And um, uh, you know that I'll be your cheerleader. I won't, Thank you. I won't suggest you to go back to being blonde. I won't suggest being a brunette. You'll have a chance to be, I got to do all of them. All of them, that's what oh, I Lady love about Chiang. acting. Can I throw in Lady yes, Chiang? Yes, yes. I've forgotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did that three different eras. And the last time I told Bill Malone, the director, I said, now look, I'm 55. Can I convince anybody I have a 13-year-old Prince Trudeau Longhorn for a son? He said, you can convince them that you're young enough to do Lady Chiang again. So, And that was an accent part. Oh, yeah. No diphthongs, you have to say. That um, uh, her pretty song was something, something wonderful, something, mm, something. Uh huh. Was yeah. that difficult for you to learn that accent? How did you no. practice it? Did you watch I had, movies? I had a recording of the mm. Broadway production. Okay. And I liked the lady who did it. She didn't really have uh, a, such a great voice. She just had a great spirit. Mm -hmm. And I thought. I still wanted it to be pretty musical, but mm -hmm. I wanted to have the right accent, you know. Yeah. And other things like, okay, when I'm first introduced to um, Anna, uh, the lady who comes to teach the children, um, I called her Sir, and um, and I I did a quotation, and then I look at her and I say, Missionary, Missionary taught me. And she said. A missionary taught you? I said, yes, sir, missionary. <laughs> and, that, and the rest of the time, you know, everything was maybe over-accented a little bit because she was struggling with her English. Right, know? right. <laughs> so I'd kind of forgotten that. But um, 
I think you could have me talk for hours about too many musicals. So I oh, I love I'll it. I'll just give you those three different. Yes. Um, well, that's a wide range it of is just roles. You, yeah, mm -hmm. which that's what I, I've always loved, too, is, is character parts mm -hmm. because they're so different every time, and I, I love creating different voices. I think that's why yes. I created the Grammy character because it's it's fun and <laughs> I different. It sounded like me <laughs> when my voice was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was great. But, no, I just uh, say go for it. Every opportunity. Don't pass up an opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, even if they don't call you back, you know, go for it the best way that you can. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I'm just always proud of your efforts. Oh, even. yes. All of your Thank efforts. You. <laughs> and, like I say, I got to be a, a, a carrot redhead for Molly. And uh, blonde for most of my other parts, Auntie um, May Agnes Gooch. I had it. Um, uh, I had a braid around the top of my hair, a very unpretty style. But I had a pretty wig for when she sent her out into the world with mm -hmm. blonde. And then Lady Tian got to I use black hair spray, spray mostly, you know, to, right. and the dark makeup. And I thought that your aunt Sissy didn't even recognize a picture of me. Wow. She didn't know that it was me. Oh, we'll have to post a, a picture of you if mm -hmm. we can find some <laughs> in all of these roles. Oh, my. <laughs> They're all kind of buried right now because, you know, like I say, probably as as much as I love performing, the, the greatest thing is to have had all these students mm -hmm. and teaching. And I'm trying to think of all the students I ever had I can only think of two who were ever rude, and so we'd stop the lesson and chat a bit, and then they would explain. They weren't really upset with me. Mm -hmm. Like one girl was a, she was upset with her boyfriend. So, oh, well. I don't want to be here today. She <laughs> snarled at me. So I wanted her to explain you know, yeah. a little bit, and I said, um, you don't have to pay for this lesson. We're just talking. Oh. Know, something like that. Yeah. I think that was important. Yes. And then a little kid who... Um, <clears throat> She decided that, uh, you know, I was trying to correct her fingering on the piano. And she said, I did it right. I oh. did it right. And I said, if you did it right, I would not be trying to correct you. Mm -hmm. Well, she said, well, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And she stuck her tongue out at me. Oh. I said, Natalie, I think this is going to be your last lesson with me. Mm. And um, she got really quiet at that point. And she lived up the street, and I said, I think I'll send you home, and you take this money and give it to your mother and tell her to call me because mm. I want to explain it. Well, she went home crying, Aww. and her mother sent her right back with a note of apology. <laughs> wow. And uh, she did continue to take lessons, and she didn't get smart anymore. Oh, good. It only and, took that one uh -huh. time. Mm -hmm. Then you have this other, oh, there's another really cute little story. The Bennett kids that were taking lessons, Sarah was uh, nine and just really into piano. And her, her mother made uh, Brian Bennett take lessons. He was five, and he'd come in, Mrs. Hush, I'm too tired to take a lesson today. I said, well, you go play at the play table. Because uh, you weren't there at that time, I don't think, mm -hmm. uh, on, on their lesson time. It was evening. By that time, you were home with your folks. Mm -hmm. And um, so he would be at the play table and be just fine. And um, as soon as Sarah was done, then he was pretty much okay. Came the day that I gave him his first black key with his little pinky to play, an F sharp. Mm -hmm. And I said, now, that what you have to remember is here you get this F sharp. And so he works with me. 
the next week he comes in, Mrs. Hush, I got my F sharp. <laughs> and um, so he says, can I be first? And so I let him go first. And he made mm-hmm. sure, here I was sitting in my chair, he made sure that I saw him put <laughs> Do that. The on the F sharp. <laughs> and I was so I gave him applause. Oh. From that point on, he seemed to really like piano, but he wanted more shops. Shops. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. And then um, his dad got a job in um, Indianapolis, and they had to move. And so I told him to go to a certain music store. We had a list of uh, piano teachers because those kids were. And I always kind of wondered if I'd hear from them, and I didn't. But that yeah, was okay. That's okay. You know, that's just one of those adorable little memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Has there have there been any students that have gone on to do pretty big things in the music or musical theater well, world? Well, like I told you about Lance uh, mm-hmm. Hendricks, uh, he went on to do a great many things. Um, Amy Scoville uh, went on to be a dance teacher, but she always included some vocal music because she liked singing and she always did well in school contests mm-hmm. you know which was another part of my life i loved playing for kids for the school contest yeah issma if they got through the uh, sectional they could go to state so state was indianapolis all day playing yeah. and that, i loved every second of that too um yeah there are several uh, and now you know jennifer weatherburn themet is now in charge of Luann's studio since Luann passed away. But uh, she took voice with me, mm-hmm. and um, she's been one of those that always likes to have some singing involved in their things, too. So it's it's more local glory. But still, that's something, You know, it's, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. Uh, okay, when I did the anti-mame part, mm-hmm. because we couldn't find anybody else to do it that summer, and so... Your grampy drafted me. Said you are Annie Mame. Just you know, you could walk through it. Well, I could have because there was a part of me that's like her. Anyway, uh, this mother and daughter team, um, they were steam sealers big time. Sherry Sylvester did my Agnes Gooch, mm-hmm. and she was hilarious. And uh, her mother was Vera Mame's best friend, and mm-hmm. she stole scenes. And I thought that's fine. Let them have the glory. Yeah, you had you know, your moments. Now I they can did, have their moments. and I was just happy being Annie Mame because I had this adorable young Patrick Dennis, and then the older Patrick Dennis, and they really, really connected with me as Annie Mame. You mm-hmm. know, I had that. Sherry Sylvester went on to work for CNN. Mm. Now, not in anything musical, she was became a good reporter, but she went on to Hollywood, oh. and so I saw her on TV a number of times, and since you were out there, I thought, if you ever come across the name Sherry Sylvester, because Sherry she Sylvester. kept her own family name, okay. I don't think she ever married, but I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. um, I have not seen her in years on TV, but uh, she was one of those exceptional people I worked with, mm-hmm. and then there was uh, Lamont Kusky, who... Um, did our Will Rogers Follies, Mm. and um, he had gone to school in Plymouth, Indiana with um, one of my cousins, and so that was just kind of a nice little connection, plus the fact he was the Pendleton High School music instructor, and always did great musicals with those kids, and uh, always would ask if I thought they were doing well, and he used a lot of my students. In fact, he lived in Pendleton and sent students to me clear north of Anderson, when there was already a music and piano teacher in Pendleton. Oh. Uh, who could use more students, but I felt honored, you know. Yes. He sent the kids to me, and they would tell each other um, that I really made them work hard, mm-hmm. you know. But 
they felt like they learned a lot. And there may be others, Zanie. I, I just can't think no, of that. No, that was a great, those were great examples. Just, just a few examples, yes. you know. Well, oh, thank I, you for, for being here today. Oh. And I could just talk to you for hours and hours. Which I, we usually have we before. We usually have. <laughs> Remember when you'd stay all night with me and we'd be chatting away and I'd say, now to get some sleep and you weren't ready yet and see now to get, get some awake, awake. <laughs> yes yes and so we chat a little longer and then mm -hmm. finally voices fade out fade out know? yes <laughs> we have so many little inside jokes mm -hmm. and grammy and zanyisms mm -hmm. together and I well anything them. that you want me to play um here's i'd rather not show my real skill i'd rather do this one that's always kind of gotten a few little laughs mm -hmm. and that's back when i first started as a student and i think you heard me do this at um one of the recitals one time where i had some of the piano kids play as well i said well i'm going to play my first piano piece that my mother said i had to play for the family that had all gathered that sunday afternoon mm -hmm. and so i went to the upright piano and I played this piece. Um, she, I said, Mom, this one key that I need doesn't work. And she said, play the one next to it. Do you remember that at all? I don't. Okay. Mm. Well, it always got a lot of laughs. And if you have time for it, fine. If you don't, fine. Um, no, we will. We will we'll take a little, in a second, we'll take a break and regroup to the piano. Regroup to the piano. Yes. And then if there's something that you want to sing. Yeah, maybe we'll sing something okay. together. Well, to finish off uh -huh. this portion of the episode, we're going to do a few of Grammy's favorite things. So, Grammy, I'm going to ask you a few questions of what your favorite things are. So, all you have to do is tell us. So, we'll start with your favorite musical of all time. Oh, you would ask that. <laughs> Probably, probably Sound of Music, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, That's a great one. The King and I mm -hmm. would be in a, uh, they'd be just, and Molly. I don't know, I can't say a favorite particularly, because um, if I could plug any one of them back in again, it, it would be a hard choice. Okay, you know? well those are, those so are great. So I'd just say Molly, Lady Chiang, and um, Agnes Gooch, and you mm -hmm. know, just. Okay. They're all. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Oh, my. Oh, the Bible first. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, um, oh, goodness. Well, I read the whole life story of the Von Trapp family. Oh, I bet that and, one's good. And it, it was their true story. Mm -hmm. And so that was hard to put down. Yeah. Then there's another one for the history of it that is so serious, but I feel I feel compelled to mention it because um, some of the high school instructors required, some of my students said their instructors required them to read it. It's Elie Wiesel's Night. Night, okay. And it's about World War II oh. and the way the um, Nazis treated the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. It's a heartbreaking story, but it's riveting every page. I've read it five times mm -hmm. because, like I said, I had so many Jewish friends that I respect mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus is Jewish. Mm -hmm. His mother is Jewish. Right. You know, you just go on with all that. And I just, I know that um, they are just good, wonderful people. And now anti-Semitism is creeping in again. So I guess that's one reason I feel compelled to bring okay. that up. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, what is your favorite quote, mantra, or prayer? Or scripture verse? 
Well, this isn't in scripture except the basis of it is. Lord, you give me today one minute at a time. Mm -hmm. That is all we will ever have. Yeah. Give the faith that believes each moment, asks us to trust you. You trust us. Mm -hmm. Give us the hope that holds within each minute. In spite of pain or doubt or fear, an anticipation of eternity with you. Give the love that transforms each minute of our lives into a reflection of your forgiveness, goodness, and mercy. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so be it. Beautiful. That's something to, to try to live up to. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I flop <laughs> periodically. <laughs> we all do. We all have our moments. Oh, sure. Well, I, I also love that you say, uh, we're praying for the BPO, best possible, possible outcome. outcome. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of those little, uh -huh. little things. There's right. BPO. There's mm -hmm. what else is there? Oh. Um, to be continued. To be continued. TBC. Oh yes. Yes, uh -huh. I love that. Yeah. I love uh -huh. that. Well, Grammy, this has been so great sitting down and hearing about your life, and I'm just so grateful for everything you've done for me in my life. And you gave me a great... Zanyanya, zanyanyanya. <laughs> Got that ring, the circle of life. The circle of uh -huh. life, yes, yeah. yes. We she calls me angel it, so. pie. That's um, my nickname. Hold you up in the air. Mm -hmm. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, well, we'll take a little break. Okay. And we'll sign off for now. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you for being here. It was a Sunday afternoon and a lot of relatives were at our house and um, uh, I wasn't quite seven years old yet and our, my piano teacher was having the spring recital. And my mother said I needed to play my piece for the relatives and I said, but mom, one of the keys I need isn't working right. And she said, well, can't you play, just play the note next to it. <laughs> so I get myself at the piano and here's the way my little music came out. Endearing Young Charm. Endearing Young mm -hmm. Charm. And what was the it's note a, you were supposed to be playing? A, a regular C, like. Right. Oh, that sounds, yeah. Yeah, that's familiar. I, I like laugh. that, though. Yeah, when you do the <laughs> familiar, you don't laugh. You right. Know, familiar, but. Well, thank you for mm -hmm. performing for us. Now maybe we'll sing something together. Um, do you want to play? I would really rather you do the singing. Oh, okay. I'm gonna sing this song in years. I'll 
Yes, please. the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market